Our Tuesday episode was to many a controversial episode, and we felt it had to be as we assessed and navigated current social and cultural waters. Apparently, many Christians in Canada feel the same way as we do, and that is evident, especially among Christians involved with the One Million March for Children, as the upcoming Canada-wide march has been cancelled, and we'll examine what the official story is regarding that. From the military chaplain services to minor hockey change rooms to the NDP National Convention, Canada continues to hammer down, pedal to the metal, right off of the cliff of sanity and into the canyon of wokeism. And yet, there are still some bright spots we want to highlight, showing you that it's not all bad, at least not all of the time. This was in my daily Bible reading yesterday. This is Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Fellow Christians, Canada is desperately in need of God's grace and God's mercy. So let us come to God in humble and bold prayer, interceding for our nation and our countrymen. It's October 19th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey there, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We're so thankful that you've joined us yet again on the program. And as always, our shows are produced in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and to defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. If you do want to help support our podcasting, we would ask that you would go over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, scan the helpful QR code at the bottom of the page. We would really appreciate you prayerfully considering leaving a donation over there, help supporting the work that we're doing here on our various shows because it helps us push back against the mainstream media narrative, the lies that you're hearing, and it helps us expose uh, the true, uh, the the dark world to the light of the truth of God's word, and um, even if that's controversial at times, it's what we what we need to do. So we really appreciate you prayerfully considering that it is a tax uh, refundable donation if you leave it to our analysis and shows uh, arm of the Liberty Coalition Canada, and you can also leave all donations uh, via anonymous bitcoin donations thanks to our friends at bull bitcoin so we would encourage you to do that as well as always all things are over at libertycoalitioncanada.com all things lcc so check out our brand new website over there and all our shows are on the fight laugh feast network the flfnetwork.com go check out all our shows as well as the many other wonderful programs over there you're not going to want to miss it. Andrew, here we are again. Another podcast, another mailbag question. 
mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's where you can drop us a line. We would encourage you to do it. So what do you have for us today, Andrew? I'm just really curious to hear what our audience thinks about what we said on our Tuesday episode and what we're going to touch on a little bit today. I mean, I've, I've been chatting with some friends at church, some other pastors as well, and the general sense I've been getting is that people, Christians, those really faithful to the text, we're a little bit skittish about full-on joining with the One Million March and kind of aligning ourselves with what we see now is a large group of people that also happen to be in support of terrorism and say nothing about atrocities done to innocent women and children. So that's a general sense I'm getting that people – and actually someone – as soon as the episode went live, someone watched it right away and then sent out uh, an email. It's actually – we'll read it next week. It was actually a very encouraging, um, gracious email from someone who was oh. very thankful for the way we covered it and the way that we went about it. So that was that that's, was that's like right away. <laughs> yeah. So right. So before the social media post went out, the person watched the episode and responded. So I just I, I want more of that. And, and we want your honest assessment. Did we go too far? Are we not assessing this? Israel Hamas conflict correctly? Do you think that we're I don't know, a bunch of Zionist shills, and, maybe, and I, which we're not, by the way. We have no problem calling out yes. the evil in Israel. But just, I want to know. We want to know your thoughts. Mm. Give us your honest feedback on the way we assessed the situation and, and really our comments on Islam more broadly. And I'd love I, to hear what you have to think I about that. Encourage really people, want to encourage people. I want to encourage people, as always, check out the show notes. There's a lot of goodies that I left in the show notes that will help you understand further the history some of the doctrine, some of the stuff that we talked about against uh, uh, around the doctrine of abrogation. It, um, I put in there James R. White's really helpful book, What Every Christian Needs to Know About Islam, Nabil Qureshi's uh, autobiographies in there as well. So there's a lot to look forward to. You also uh, need to make sure that you watch Open Mic this Saturday yes, because exactly. Mike had a lengthy interview with David Wood who is an, mm. uh, he's an, an, an apologist. He's an expert on Islam. Yes. He actually discipled Nabil Qureshi and got to yes. baptize him. <laughs> yeah. So they, they talk about this. It's really, really good. You're going to want to check those out. Again, questions you can send to us, comments, feedback, mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. A couple events we want to touch on, some that are kind of our events, and then others as well we just want to highlight. If you happen to be at the King and His Kingdom conference in Calgary, which I will be, this, come this, say I was hi. Say, if you're going to be there this weekend, make sure you come say hi to Matt, who will be there at the LCC table, mm -hmm. ask some questions. You know, once you see Matt in person, you realize, wow, he's just so kind and warm <laughs> and approachable. Maybe, maybe then yeah. that'll say. Now I definitely want to support the work of Liberty Coalition Canada. <laughs> they're so, not just uh, radicals. Uh, they're they're it, pretty nice guys, actually. Matt, so make sure you go there. Um, <laughs> also, if you are in the Toronto area and you plan on attending the Glory in Creation Conference that's happening at the Mill Christian Fellowship in Mississauga, I won't be there in person because the, the, the twins, like me, apparently don't like change, and so they don't want to come out <laughs> of the womb anytime soon. So there I will go. not be there, but I will be there, Lord willing, zooming in unless the twins are born on Friday or Saturday, in which case I'll have a pre-recorded thing. So I will be there via Zoom 
teaching a session on what is woman and womanhood, and then also joining the live panel on Saturday. Check that out. But some of our events that we definitely want to make sure to highlight and a little bit of an update, we have condensed our two events next week down to one. So we have decided Mm -hmm. that we are only going to be running our live episode on Tuesday, October 24th which will be at Trinity Baptist Church. It will be a live episode of Liberty Lounge, and we will be discussing in detail issues of the Israel-Hamas conflict, immigration, the history of the land struggle, and Mm -hmm. ownership and occupation. We're going to be going into detail on all of that. Make sure you link in the description Register, sign up. It is a live episode recording slash fundraiser event for LCC. We hope to have some special guests join us as well in person. Again, I will be there via the interwebs, but Mike, Tim, (laughs) Matt will be there. It's $25 to register. Click the link. We hope to see you there 730 to 930 at Trinity Baptist Church in Burlington on Tuesday the 24th. Next, uh, Next weekend, so following that, is a Spark Leadership Conference from October 31st to November 1st. The speakers include Mike Thiessen, Joe Boot, Tim Stevens, Nate Wright, and James Kitchen. If you are anywhere around or able to make it to beautiful South Carolina on those days, tickets are $50. They're available at sparkconferences.org. You're going to want to make sure to check out, register for those two events. Mm -hmm. Friends, with interest rates and inflation on the rise, Now is the time to make sure that your money is working for you. Don't lock your money in GICs and don't give it to woke mutual fund companies to weaponize against your values. Call our friends at Rocklink and let them show you how to get your money working for you while making sure that the businesses you invest in aren't working against you. Call Rocklink at 905-631-5462 or email Rocklink at info at rocklink.com. That's link with a C. So as I mentioned earlier on our Tuesday episode, I think that we held nothing back in our assessment of the Hamas-Israel conflict, Mm -hmm. the response of Muslims in Canada to the conflict, and and specifically the response, or I'll say lack of response, from the Muslim organizers and supporters of the One Million March for Children regarding what's happening Mm. in Israel, what happened in Israel on that day that Hamas engaged in a brutal terrorist attack. Now, I think mm-hmm. I was unequivocal, and, and just so, just in case there was any lack of clarity, we cannot link arms with people who claim to care about innocent children while at the same time they celebrate or even remain silent about innocent children in Israel being murdered and kidnapped. Such people are hypocrites, and such people promote a godless antichrist ideology. And we just can't link arms with them. They can't say they care about children, but they only care about some children, right? Mm-hmm. That is deeply problematic. Now, Andrew, can I just interject there? Do you not see it as an opportunity, perhaps uh, a springboard in in these conversations for Christians to witness to those trapped in this godless ideology of Absolutely. Islam? Uh, it, on that exact point that you're making, right? Because I I still think as it pertains to the radical sexualization of our children's in schools, there there is room for us to be co-belligerents with anybody uh, who would stand against that. 
But at the same time, we need to be presuppositional in the way that we approach these things. And I think that's the brilliant point that you're making here, Andrew, is you're saying, well, if we're going to uh, be co-belligerents, we actually need to point to the ground we're standing on. And mm-hmm. if, if we're going to um, say, yeah, you can't radically sexualize children, then what does it mean to take women in your right, take the women of your possession in your right hand? What does it mean in the long tradition of um, Islamic sex slaves, uh, polygamy, um, underage uh, brides, stuff like that? What, what do we look what when we look down the history of Islam do we not see these dangerous dangerous demonic sexual yeah. acts and deviance and if we are truly against this we need to turn to Christ and turn away yep. from false we're gonna, ideologies. We're going to pay. We're going to play a clip later on in the episode from Pastor Aaron Rock's podcast mm-hmm. where he talked about this whole issue, and his assessment is. There, there, there's a joining that can happen maybe, but certainly mm-hmm. not at your events. So if you're mm-hmm. going to have your, you know, Muslim-led one million march for children, if it's your event and it's your people, then we're, we can't – we'll do our events. You're welcome to join, and we can mm-hmm. both speak out against the same evil, but we're not going to now join in and speak at and be involved in your events, mm-hmm. especially while you continue to support the murder of some children. So I, I did – on Tuesday and will mm-hmm. continue to encourage all followers of Jesus to cease all activism initiatives with people who celebrate terrorism and mm-hmm. people who only care about some children, not all children. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is this is why even though there are people, for example, within the Every Child Matters movement who would also care about radical gender ideology, you will not see me at an Every Child Matters rally working Mm. alongside them because they don't believe every child matters. They just Mm. believe that indigenous children matter because all of the non-indigenous children and interestingly enough, indigenous children that are murdered in the womb, they don't Mm. seem to care about. So with, so now that's, so I I just want to be clear about that. That's my position. Now, when I said all of these things, when, when we were talking about this on Tuesday, we had no idea what was going to happen just one day later. (laughs) <laughs> right now, I'm not saying that we're a part of what caused this, right? I'm saying that we are directly what caused this, but it's an interesting correlation to say the least. And I think mm-hmm. what I can say is that the sentiment we expressed is being felt by many Christians in Canada. Mm-hmm. And this is why what happened the next day later, I think, is what happened. So mm-hmm. there was another one million march planned for this coming Saturday, October 21st. And two days ago, the organizers of the march posted that the march has been canceled. Now, this is what you see when you go to the organization's website. We're going to put it up for us to see as well. This is the announcement that comes up on the website. Due to unforeseen circumstances, so it says canceled in big red letters if you're not watching. Due to unforeseen circumstances and the plethora of Canadians consumed with this Palestinian conflict, 
We regret to inform you that the Million People March for Children, sorry, Million People March for Saturday, October 21st, 2023, will be canceled. Our team is committed to serving Canadians from coast to coast. We will be relentless and unapologetic in our role as Canada's most powerful movement, which has swept the nation and won the hearts of all parents and children. Together, we are truly one nation under God. Now, right mm. away. We are not one nation under God. No. Okay? Let's and that's why that's And that why certainly wouldn't be what any Christians would be our, saying in these. Our movements. red flag should be going up all over the mm -hmm. place when you read something like that. To be the self-purported most powerful movement in Canada, we've captured the hearts of all parents and children. Well, I mean, at least not this heart. And I'm a parent, but <laughs> the, we are not one nation under God, at least not the way that that's understood. We are a divided nation whose divided people serve very different gods. Mm -hmm. Those who follow Jesus and serve the true and living God, Yahweh, who exists in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's one type of person. But then you have Muslims who worship a false god. Mm -hmm. You have Jews who worship a false god. Mm -hmm. All who reject Christ worship a false god. So if we let messaging like this post on the organization's website go without comment, and say, mm -hmm. yeah, we truly are one nation under God. Aren't we linking arms together? You know what we do, friends? We do a disservice to our gospel witness. We actually water down and discredit not mm -hmm. only our position, but our hope for witnessing in the world. Because mm -hmm. if we say, yeah, we're all one nation under God, then when we turn around and say, but unless you turn to Christ, you won't be saved, then the response will be, well, I thought we were one nation under God. I mm -hmm. thought we were all united in the same belief that all paths lead to the same place. So that is a lie. That is a godless lie that must be exposed. And if people say, yeah, by standing with us, we say that we are one nation under God, then I can't I can't stand with you. Mm -hmm. And so int it's interesting that, that, that this event has been canceled and uh, and the wording surrounding it is also quite curious, to say mm -hmm. the least. Well, certainly. And that, that would be... You know, certainly we we were we had conversations with the organization or organizer of this event, the, the very same one who put out this um, this press release. And certainly in talking to him, we were talking about being co-belligerents on the fight against gender, radical gender ideology. But certainly we could never actually express the sentiment that we are one nation under God. No, we, we, we constantly talk about the fact that at, at root, the culture wars in Canada exposes, uh, it's a proxy for the religious wars in Canada. It exposes the fact that we're a nation divided against itself because of our various different gods that we worship. So that's really important to understand and certainly um, to clarify. So Andrew, uh, there's actually a much longer post from the organizer of the One Million March for Children that deserves a full read and examination uh, because it has within it statements and claims that are very concerning and line up with what we talked about, as you made mention, on Tuesday's episode and and the post reads like this it says hello everyone we are in a time where there is an incredible degree of uncertainty emotions are running high especially with the genocide going 
on in Palestine that is boiling over to Lebanon, Syria, and potentially Iran. So right there, Andrew, that language is extraordinarily concerning, right? Because we talked about the idea that Palestine is you know it's kind of a historical fiction uh i would suggest you go back to our next or last episode you listen to the interview uh, that robert spencer and david wood did with the apostate prophet they really get into the history of that robert spencer's quite good um on the history of of so-called palestine and how it was essentially a roman invention um you know an anti-jewish roman invention uh that they took from the word philistine um and it's it was just made up it was you know by fiat by the romans um but it just the, the framing of this conversation it's a genocide going on in palestine that apparently israel's committing right there that's the language of the radical islamicists and the leftists who are saying that israel's this violent coercive colonial state who's oppressing this palestinian people who are marginalized Uh, meanwhile there is no real palestinian people they're just a part of the the arab people of the middle east where there's even if we even if we say so because we don't want to be guilty of saying that israel is good 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 all it does is good everything is good oh, because no. the truth is israel as a nation is corrupt and godless and anti-christ they push the lockdowns yeah. they push the jabs they murder babies mm-hmm. they are they are they are pro lgbt so it's not like they're good mm-hmm. but if you're going to say innocent Palestinians are the victims of genocide from the evil Israeli government. But you're not going to mention the fact that in the Hamas charter, they call out openly for the extermination of 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 Jewish people. You are not seeing this objectively. You are looking at this through through lenses that are so clouded by your Mm -hmm. religious convictions that you and, you you can't you can't be trusted to to link arms with and work together because you're all you're seeing and and, and you're 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 propagating this lie this one-sided yeah. lie it's concerning that this that, that that this is the wording of someone who says we care about children we mm. just don't care about the actual genocide of jewish children that we don't yes. care about yeah their rape their murder their beheading the fact that they're still uh what some 20 to 30 hostages that Hamas has taken women children included in that you know which which apparently doesn't even warrant a mention in this right it, it's the genocide that's taking place and the only people are that that are of mentioned and concerned here are the supposed Palestinian people and uh, people of uh, Lebanon Syria and and Iran the the framing is extraordinarily concerning obviously to say the least um it, it continues on andrew i've been speaking daily with christians and muslim canadians who are trying to absorb the events unfolding protests are ramping up for palestine throughout the country we also see israel or israeli counters as well in some parts so again this is presupposing in this language that these Palestinian protests 
are somehow warranted, mm. even though the idea of Israel being a colonial oppressor state is really a a 60s fiction it was created in the 60s to actually sway public opinion away from israel because israel was seen largely after um after it was you know the league of nations uh, allowed for the returning of the jewish people to their historical homeland um after the first world war many people across the world gave broad support to that um, happening. Some for weird eschatological reasons that are actually unbiblical and inappropriate, but nevertheless, what a lot of people backed was the idea that Israel as a diaspora people that was largely being persecuted across the globe, that they should have a right to to a homeland. Now, some, really unhealthy dangerous zionistic ideas as well were rooted in that but nevertheless they were a nation that was largely supported by the world and people saw as this really upstart nation who uh who deserved protection and they were working for the good of the Middle East, that they were going to be a vestige of Western civilization right there in the heart of the Middle East. Now, to sway that, to sway that public opinion, this idea of Israel as a, a colonial oppressor was adopted to create in the minds of especially leftist Marxist radicals, the idea that it's actually Israel that's doing the bulk of the violence against uh, these Middle Eastern countries. And, and it, like you said, Andrew, it's ignoring the fact that these countries are literally are calling for the destruction of Jews. From the river to the sea, as we talked about, Palestine will be free presupposes the destruction of a Jewish nation and despite the fact that they these leftists keep saying this is an apartheid state this apartheid state apartheid state because of the separation of um, Israel from Gaza and and whatnot what we're actually talking about is Israel is a as a country is 20 percent Palestinian what are the percentages of Jewish people in the states surrounding them? Zero. Because if they were there, they would be at existential uh, threat. That's the reality of the situation we're dealing with. But again, these things are being so mixed up, so conflated that this is what what is super dangerous about partnering, as you've said, a Andrew, with, with people who are ideologically and religiously convicted to a false religion that is dangerous and demonic. It's very scary. Anyways, it continues on. The intel that I'm getting, this is the organizer again, from viewing these events for the past week is that anger is incredibly high at this point as the protests are gaining momentum across the country. In analyzing the protests ongoing from coast to coast, I cannot guarantee that the safety of Canadian children or family is guaranteed due to the possible riots that can happen in Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, Windsor, or Ottawa, which 
are very large Muslim communities in Canada. So it, it finishes here. I will assume all responsibility as a leader of this movement and with a heavy heart concerned for the safety of Canadians in the protests that the protest on Saturday, October 21st, 2023 is canceled effective immediately and may be rescheduled uh, at an indefinite day when people can come back to their normal self. God bless you all. God keep our land glorious and free. Hold on. Which God? Uh, that's a good question. How, right? how can he ask God to keep our land glorious and free? Mm -hmm. Which God? I guarantee you. What's freedom? <laughs> yes, exactly. What's glory? I, 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 I guarantee you, um, based on the history of our nation, that our founders did not have in their minds Allah <laughs> as that God. You know, that's the secular myth that this, the God that Canada's, uh, you know, uh, official documents are, are, our national anthem to refers to just this general vague idea of God. But I can assure you that is not the case, that it's rooted and grounded in the Christian scriptures. And, it is a God that is totally antithetical to the God that is portrayed in the Quran. Um, and the reality is God has blessed our nation historically because of our faithful proclamation, though faulty that it may be, um, of him as the highest authority in our land. And that's not Allah. We can look at the nations that Allah is supposedly the true sovereign of, and what we see is not freedom. It's not glory. It's mm -hmm. it's beleaguered. It's it's dangerous. It's it's filled with death and destruction. And that's why, yes, the the religious ground motive. We talk about it a lot on the program, and this is something you won't get even from Rebel. You won't get it from True North. True North. The religious ground motive of these um, conflicts is the most important part. All these cultural wars are, as I've said, they're proxy wars for an actual religious war, um, and that's what we have to understand and that's what we have to understand when we're going into these events to try and link up and and and, and fight together against things that we based on our religious ground motive might fight against so so earlier i'd mentioned we're going to play a clip from yes. pastor aaron rock's podcast um so we want to do that now it's about 90 seconds as he's talking about this and uh, i think he's right on the money and I think it. I think that it's it's wise to share this sentiment and this perspective. So let's uh, let's listen to this together. We are a country that's divided. We're not inclusive. We're divided. We're fragmented. We're scattered. It's we're we're at war ideologically, and it's it's becoming very very difficult to work with other groups on even basic social initiatives because of that. Mm -hmm. So case in point, a month ago. We were part of the uh, One Million March for Children. It was largely initiated by Muslims in Canada. And Christians and non-Christians and others joined in that because it's like a common cause against the mutilized, mutilation of children. I'm out. I'm tapping out because I see organizers, Muslim organizers of the One Million March for Children, promoting uh, the efforts of Hamas in the Middle East. Mm -hmm 
and denouncing Israel. I see the Windsor Mosque raising money for the Gazans and not denouncing Hamas. I'm not speaking at your protest. I'm not coming to your protest. If on one hand you're saying, oh, we don't agree with the mutilation of children, but it's okay to chop the heads off of children in some Israeli kibbutz because after all, they deserve it because they're Jews. I don't march with people like that, so I'm tapping out. And it's unfortunate, but uh, I want to send a message to the Islamic community in Canada that we love you. Of course, we want you to become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not afraid to debate you. I've been to your mosques, at least a couple of them. I've sat down for shawarma with some brothers from the Middle East and had conversations with them about faith issues. But I'm not going to stand with you on social issues if you can't even recognize something as basic as the heinous efforts of Hamas. We'll do our own protests. You have yours. We're not going to be at them. And it's it's unfortunate and it's sad, but I'm not going to support something uh, that's largely being led and fueled by people that can't even recognize basic morality on these issues. Boom. Well said. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, so, and the, yeah. the sad, sad reality, Andrew, is listen, this co belligerency on this issue, it was taking the left aback, right? The, that Muslims and Christians were fighting uh, alongside one another to end the radical sexualization of children. And that was a coalition that was, you know, a little befuddling to these crazy leftists in our country. And the fact of the matter is, this lets them off the hook because this is going to divide, obviously, that co-belligerency. Um, but so be it, right? As Andrew said brilliantly, or as Aaron said brilliantly, we can't stand shoulder to shoulder with people who are that hypocritical to not be able to denounce the beheading and the 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 capturing and the raping of women and children. Um, your voice on these issues is dead and we can't partner with you. And that's the sad reality of the situation. So as we said earlier, mailbag at Liberty coalition, Canada.com. <laughs> yes. Comments, feedback, questions. We want to know. We want to know. Mm-hmm. I bet you're growing more and more frustrated and concerned with the fiat money system here in Canada. I'm sure you're hoping for real options, a solution that works for you and values your Liberty and security. Well, Barter It is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value without having to use fiat currency. Imagine Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, and eBay all wrapped into one economic ecosystem. You offer your goods and services in exchange for bits credits, and you can use those bits to acquire other goods and services in the community. It's a parallel economy. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on barter it for individuals. Make sure to sign up as a VIP before the official launch and get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the system. That's $1,500 worth of value for $197. libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter. Click on barter it for individuals. Head over there today. Well, in other news, and as is to be expected, Canada continues its inglorious descent into a woke utopia. First of all, 
rather than having men in men's change rooms and women in women's change rooms and honoring sexual differences, Hockey Canada will continue to promote transmania, and they plan on practicing some weird base layer androgyny to make sure everyone feels comfortable about it. This is from the Canadian Pravda Corporation, formerly known as the CBC. Quote, This season, all minor hockey players are required to wear the base layer they wear under their equipment to the arena. All participants have the right to utilize a dressing room or appropriate and equivalent dressing environment based on their gender identity, religious beliefs, body image concerns, and or other reasons related to their individual needs, said Hockey Canada spokesperson spokesperson Esther Madzia. Now, I'm just curious how religious beliefs affect dressing room stuff. I mean, what happens when one person's gender identity collides with another person's religious beliefs. Obviously, wokeism wins the day, but they're just going to throw that out there. So anyways, continues from the uh, the CPC. It really doesn't take very long to jump into a washroom stall and do a quick change to get your base layer on underneath, said Craig Robinson, president of Halifax Hawks Minor Hockey. This isn't just about gender. It's about everyone being comfortable, said Robinson. Coaches can't always visually identify and automatically know what gender someone identifies with. So this just allows everybody to fit into that dressing room. Or in other words, because we all know who men are and who women are, and because coaches will get in trouble if they assume that men and men, men are men and women are women, We'll just put everyone in base layer and we'll make it androgynous so no, we can't tell the difference and let everyone choose who they want so everyone's comfortable and safe, blah, blah, blah. It's just a woke – it's just, it's yeah. just woke nonsense. It's, it's, it it's definitely a, a measure to hide the obvious biological differences between between men and women. I don't, it, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how much base layer mm. I put on. It, there's no <laughs> – there, well, no one would ever confuse me. I could put on a parka. Yes, that's that's a man. It, it is. It it is true, yeah. Andrew. Um, so, uh, and if if you know what these base layers typically are, they're very like tight fitting um, yeah. clothing. Uh, obviously, yeah, I don't look good in them. I yeah. wear them, but I don't. Look good. So, yeah. Anyways, while uh, while wokeism continues to advance its mission in erasing all vestiges of Western culture, which, by the way is biblical Christianity. Those are the, the support beams that hold up Western culture. The Canadian military has issued a new directive to chaplain services. Religious prayers in official public functions are now forbidden. So this comes to us from the Epic Times, and we also have a Western Standard article linked as well. While the dimension of prayer may occupy a significant place for some of our members, we do not all pray in the same way. For some, prayer does not play a role in their lives, says the October 11th directive obtained by the Epoch Times. Therefore, it is essential for chaplains to adopt a sensitive and inclusive approach when publicly addressing military members, says the directive signed by Chaplain General Brigadier General Guy Belisle. In practice, this means that a chaplain, or padre, as they're commonly known in the ranks, cannot recite from the Bible or allude to God while participating in ceremonies and public functions, which, by the way, historically, the whole concept of the chaplain is a Christian minister 
an ordained <laughs> reverend yeah. in the Christian faith what, serving in the military. What does padre mean in in French? Is is it not father? <laughs> yeah. So this is uh this is pretty wild stuff. Um continuing here. Instead, the quote unquote spiritual reflection must be quote inclusive in nature and respectful of the religious and spiritual diversity of Canada, close quote. The move is part of the larger cultural change process in the Canadian Armed Forces implemented by the Liberal government, which aims to put principles of diversity, equity, and inclusion at the core of the organization. For That's public the new religion. Yeah, DIE. DIE yeah. is the new, new religion. For public reflections, the directive tells chaplains they must, quote, carefully choose words that are inclusive. Close quote. And they should use a language, quote, mindful of the gender based analysis. Close quote. This, in effect, tells chaplains to refrain from referring to a quote unquote heavenly father. There you go, guys. The new religion, the new the new civic Canadian religion, uh, totally apostate, totally idolatrous. And I just want to point out how far, you know, Dunkirk, right? Dunkirk was just a blockbuster, right? This was only a few years ago. A story that they didn't really cover in Dunkirk, not surprisingly, given the worldview of the director and everything, um, was the fact that a large part of Dunkirk, given the horrible circumstances that the British troops faced, they, this is Britain, May 26, 1940, instituted a national day of prayer for the deliverance of their trapped soldiers in Dunkirk. And that is a tradition that was really fully ingrained in Great Britain. That was when, when in military armament, in military battle, Britain beseech the lord of glory for deliverance and he granted it to them that's the tradition that our nation comes from how far we've come in just a matter of you know 70 odd years in a matter of a generation it's hmm. it's bewildering but nevertheless this is uh, from the epic times andrew along with enforcing a language code to padres the directive also will remove the traditional scarves chaplains wear which bear the crests of their respective religions a christian chaplain has a cross a jewish one has a star of david a muslim one has a crescent and so on Chaplains, quote, must consider the potential that some items or symbols may cause discomfort or traumatic feelings when choosing the dress they wear during public occasions, says the directive. A section on CAF chaplaincy said that religion can be a source of suffering and generational trauma, especially for LGBT individuals and indigenous people. Wow, so that's what religion is to these asinine fools. Quote, some chaplains represent or are affiliated with organized religions whose beliefs are not synonymous with those of a diverse and inclusive workplace, it added. Quote, the evolution of Canadian society has given rise to a concept of neutrality, according to which the state must not interfere... <laughs> 
Okay. Including a, the idea that the state must not interfere in religion and beliefs, wrote the Supreme Court. Quote, the state must instead remain neutral in this regard, which means that it must neither favor nor hinder. Come on. Come on, guys. You can't read basic English. Any particular belief and the same holds true for non-belief. The quote again, the chaplain general's directive on chaplain's spiritual reflection in public setting clarifies that on occasion where CAF chaplains are asked to address public ceremonies in functions in which CF, CAF members are required to attend, they will offer words of reflection that respect the diversity of belief of the, those gathered, including those who do not hold religious or spiritual beliefs, he said. Andrew, that is absurdly ridiculous because mm-hmm. they're going to say we want every we want inclusivity and diversity, as Aaron was pointing out. But listen, they're getting rid of the inclusion of yeah. a cross or um, you know the the Muslim crescent or the Star of David on the Jewish or Muslim or Christian chaplains. In in state in, in uh, substitution for this banal yep. secular good feelings religion, so yeah. they're actually doing away with religious diversity, and they're they don't installing... they don't want neutrality. What no. they want is they want the supremacy of, of this a, new state religion of a woke secular <laughs> humanist. So it's actually it's it's not it's not all gods are equal. Yes. It's all gods must bow to our false god of status secular humanism. Yes, absolutely. That's what they're saying. Absolutely. And and that's the idea of sub- I mean neutrality is a myth. The, these decisions from the Supreme Court are stupid. But the idea of of religious neutrality from the point of the state is that they wouldn't take a religious position. But the idea that it's amazing that they even cite this it, that the, the state cannot neither be in favor for anything, but also hinder any particular re- religion. And that's why you get the idea of multiple chaplaincies based on different faith perspectives. That way, each person of each different faith can uh, beseech their chaplain. That's kind of, th- that's the traditional pleas. But now they're, they're just uh, apparently glossing off the nor hinder any particular belief and saying we're going to hinder all particular beliefs in favor of a general good feeling secularist statist religion of DEI it's crazy it's insane it's nonsense but what would you expect from insane Marxist liberals I mean it's totally nuts but anyways Andrew more insanity Finally, the NDP National Convention, a haunt of scum and villainy, happened recently. And as you would expect from a woke, neo-Marxist, communist party, it was chock full of intersectional hot garbage. And I mean, you really got to watch this clip. A reminder that we will enforce gender parity at the mics and Adrian explain the process with the yellow card as well. So please remember idea to so give good, space you have to, force to those people who to face do it. systemic barriers and discrimination, including women, black, indigenous and racialized folk in particular, 
people living with disabilities, and 2SLGBTQIA folk. Our convention has special speaker priority for gender equity. If you identify with a gender other than men for the purpose of the equity-seeking rule, you will have received a piece of yellow cardstock during the registration process. So please raise this piece of yellow cardstock when you arrive at the mic so that myself and Adrian as chairs can identify you easily. If you don't have one, there will be additional uh, cards available at the mics. As always, if you require support, please flag a volunteer and they will be happy to assist you. As New Democrats, we strive to create inclusive spaces where everyone gets a voice at the table. There is also a roving mic for anyone with accessibility needs, um, so please um, you know, I think we, we have set up almost everyone who's got accessibility needs, but if not, please raise your hand and someone will come and help you. Wow. So there you have it, Andrew. For uh, everyone except <laughs> white men. Yes. I just, I just, I'm <laughs> oh, going to link word. it in the description. It's interesting. People might be, I mean, this first caught me off of Why are they using the word folks so much? What, what are you, from the South? Like, this is a really bizarre you know, use of language. And it goes farther than Andrew being a part of like some general neutral vague language. There's actually neo-Marxist uh, ideology wrapped up into the use of the term folks. Uh, you'll see it spelled F-O-L-K-S generally, but the queer activism version is F-O-L-X, right? Because that's a signal to the queer people. You're also in because it's, you know, double gender neutral. But I'm going to link into the descriptions from newdiscourses.com an entry that James Lindsay did on folks because it's really important that you understand this language because it's actually rooted in... It, strangely enough the it comes from the idea like basically the same blood and soil german volkishness v-o-l-k right volkswagen that's yeah the, the same blood and soil idea of the nazis didn't go well is now being applied to all these various marginalized groups so all these groups of queer folk black folk indigenous folks they're the folkish people of our new modern age and that's why they're flying volkish flags so it's really important. I'm going to just, it might seem like a throwaway term, but it's important to understand how this came down to us from W.E. Du Bois, a black intellectual who is rooted in critical race theory. He wrote a book called The Souls of Black Folk in 1903 that really lays out kind of, that transports this um, German volkishness into neo-Marxist uh, philosophy. And now it, appears at the NDP uh, uh, coalition here uh, or convention, pardon me. But, you know, speaking of those racists and sexists and their fascistic, <laughs> their love for fascism and fascistic domestic terrorists, here's another uh, video that we want to play from the NDP uh, convention. And there is only one movement standing in their way. 
And I'm not even just saying that as a party. This is a multi-movement coalition of people across the country that are inside the party and outside of the party. And I would say this, I want to take this quick moment and, I, and just acknowledge the work of the activist communities, of the work of the anti-fascists who are on the front lines against hate day in and day out, against the violence that they're unleashing in our communities. Principle of <laughs> of what projection say, never misses. I just, I I just want to say thank misses. you, Antifa, for <laughs> protecting us from all of the violence. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Thank you, Antifa, for, for committing all, all of the violence you do. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. are one of the greatest perpetrators. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. Listen, they're they're the shock shock I, troops. The brown shirts. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there are any true followers of jesus who vote for the ndp oh you but, should be uh, under church discipline if you are. yeah if you if you do that <laughs> needs to stop immediately yeah. like i don't know you what to repent. i don't care yeah <laughs> and even even if your only options are ndp let's say I, i'm in a riding where my only options are liberal or ndp then don't write in write in <laughs> Matt Halleck. Yes, right please. In Matt Halleck. Yeah, we got to get area. that started. <laughs> so that's uh, that's that that's Canada's... I know you didn't put your hat forward, but I guess you're busy no. with the twins and everything. <laughs> I'm a little busy, yeah. So there's there's a brief picture of Canada full throttle woke. all the way off the cliff woke madness. Born out of the desire to separate money from the state, Bitcoin epitomizes freedom money, an uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, is a 100% self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet in their own possession. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Sign up at mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and get started with your account's creation. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point to request assistance throughout the process. Take control of your money. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. So let's, uh, let's end our episode with some spots of good news. A little bit of light breaking through the storm clouds that hover over a woke Canada. So this first story comes to us from Rebel News. Quote, Derek Reimer, the director of a street ministry in Calgary, was recently in court in relation to mischief and causing a disturbance charges stemming from a February 25th drag queen story hour protest at a library in Calgary. While those major legal battles are still looming for the embroiled street preacher, one of his previous charges was recently dropped by the Crown. Derek Reimer's violation on the now-dropped charge consisted of reading the Bible using an amplifier during a protest outside a Calgary pool, a protest resulting from the facility's transgender change room policies. Reimer was not exceeding decibel restrictions, nor was his amplification device unlawful but rather a peace officer issued him a ticket because per their judgment reading a bible in a public sorry in public was deemed to cross the threshold of what a reasonable person would consider annoying reasonable person there really is godless demon that's just rebel 
whatever. So the charge was dropped because a witness failed to testify, but the likelihood of the charge sticking was never very high. This also draws to mind our friend uh, Alan uh, Alan Armstrong, uh, pastor in Windsor, who recently wrote his book, The Bible and Bitcoin, that he was also ticketed for preaching outside because he was engaged in what they call the prohibited activity. This is also from Rebel News, some good news about guns. On October 11th, the federal cabinet deferred its gun control program until 2025, acknowledging stiff resistance from residents and elected officials, reported Blacklock's reporter. Quote, Justin Trudeau's liberal government both admitted defeat and created a political wedge issue for the next election, close quote, said Tony Bernardo, executive director for the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. Quote, this was never about public safety. This was always about politics, he added. According to in-house research by Public Safety Canada, law-abiding gun, gun owners widely denounced firearm confiscation, including for those designated as prohibited. Quote, often the ban and the buyback program were seen as wasteful because the policy isn't aimed at stopping illegal gun smuggling and sales, said the research buyback program awareness company. Quote, most firearm owners did not see themselves or their peers as a major factor in gun crimes in Canada, it said, which is true. According to Blacklock's reporter, most firearms owners believe inner cities have the highest rate of firearms violence in Canada due to gang violence, organized crime, and general criminal activity. While the cabinet is still developing a buyback program, Public Safety Canada announced it has no deadline for its enforcement. It provided no reason for the delay, reported Blacklock's reporter. So they've pushed this back until 2025, and they say because of the resistance and the pushback from gun owners, mm -hmm. from citizens, and even from elected officials who understand that they need to appeal to their gun-owning base. So another mm -hmm. spot of good news, at least for now. And it just proves what we have to do as free Canadian citizens, continue to push back against government tyranny if we want to see the results actually uh, translate to legislation. Finally, Andrew, a spot of good news from... We've been critical of the Supreme Court of Canada, but every now and again, a blind squirrel finds a nut. And here's a major decision that is a spot of good news coming out of the Supreme Court. So they have released a decision which constitutes a victory for Alberta and potentially sets a good precedent for the rest of the country. The Supreme Court of Canada has struck down Bill C-69, the No More Pipeline Act unbelievable that that even passed with that name this is from the western standard in a 5-2 ruling the court ruled that although the process for the environmental impact assessment act is constitutional the balance of the scheme is ultra-vires parliament and thus unconstitutional writing on the majority Chief Justice Wagner wrote that the designated projects, quote, portion of the act is not directed at regulating, quote, effects within federal jurisdiction because these effects do not drive the scheme's decision making functions. Second, the defined term 
quote, effects within federal jurisdiction, unquote, does not align with federal legislative jurisdiction. Quote, the overbreadth of these effects exasperate the constitutional frailties of the scheme's decision-making functions, end quote, he said. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith was obviously delighted with this ruling, and this is what she had to say. We are very pleased with the Supreme Court's decision confirming the unconstitutionality of the federal government's destructive Bill C-69 legislation. The legislation is already responsible for the loss of tens of billions of investment, as well as thousands of jobs across many provinces in the economic sector. The ruling today represents an opportunity of all provinces to stop that bleeding and begin the process of re-attracting those investments and jobs into our economies, Smith said in a statement. The decision is also a massive win for the protection of sovereign provincial rights under the Constitution. The federal government, through passage of Bill C-69 and contributing now... Uh, sorry, and continuing now with their proposed electricity regulations and oil and gas emissions cap is blatantly attempting to erode and emasculate the rights and authorities of the provinces as equal order of government under the Canadian Constitution and, you know, obviously the uh, administration of resources within a province are a provincial management responsibility and a duty of the province. So again, here we're seeing our government tyrannically trying to, as totalitarians do, assume everything into the federal jurisdiction um, and neuter the provinces, which are already, let's be honest, pretty neutered in Canada uh, because they fall for the carrot stick strategy all the time, even further. Andrew, but that's nevertheless good good news. Uh, may, it's I wish I wish just fundamentally there would actually be um, a pushback on principle by the Supreme Court, not just procedural outcomes, but we can be thankful for the good decision. Nevertheless, um, this, uh, the, the, yeah. the, that's a piece and of we should good be news encouraged that we can be excited by the for. Fact that it's not the, yeah, yeah. We, we should be encouraged that it's not the case that all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that we should understand that when, when, when there is pushback, whether it's, individuals who are faithful in obeying Christ and gospel proclamation, whether it's, I mean, if we thought that all hope was lost, we wouldn't engage in the legal battles that we do, but we do that for a reason, right? We push back and we have seen wins, even in our own representation of Canadians with Liberty Coalition Mm -hmm. Canada, right? The, the college of chiropractors wanted to redact all the names of our expert witnesses in the Dr. Curtis wall trial. And we said, no, you can't do that. We fought back and we won. The names run redacted. The mm-hmm. Renfrew D- uh, Catholic District School Board did not want Josh Alexander to be able to appeal his own suspension because they wanted to expose his parents and punish them. And we said, mm-hmm. no, 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 thank you. And we won that as well. So he's able to actually appeal his own suspension mm-hmm. as an adult outside of the parental control. So if we thought that all hope was lost, we wouldn't exist. We wouldn't do what we're doing. But yeah. we still believe that if we obey Christ, if we are faithful in these various ways, that we can hope to see little wins, that we can push back, 
that there's there, that there there's still good that can be accomplished. And so I hope that mm-hmm. that encourages you, even as Canada descends into woke hellscape, and mm-hmm. even as we see people who maybe at one point would have been co-belligerents, maybe we can't really work with them so much anymore. There is still a reason to fight. There's still mm-hmm. a reason to push back for freedom and liberty and for the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we'll continue to do that, right? We exist to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand. We, we do not do believe that. that that is a losing battle. Nope. And we do not believe that faithfulness to Christ is ever wasted. So be encouraged with that. Faithfulness yeah. to Christ is never wasted. The results are in the hands of the Lord. Ours is to be faithful and mm-hmm. obedient. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward, Andrew. I fly out uh, to Calgary this evening as of time of recording to uh, to joining brothers and sisters across this country in Calgary for the King and His Kingdom conference and, and being rooted and grounded in that ultimate declaration that Christ is King is essentially the firm foundation that we stand on as LCC. That's why we want to proclaim Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who are stand because we believe Christ is King. And I hope this weekend uh, over here in Calgary Calgary is a wonderful weekend where we can be renewed in that proclamation. We can apply that proclamation to all of life, all of Christ for all of life, and we can be faithful uh, stewards, faithful ambassadors of King Jesus wherever he puts us in this world. And that is essentially what we want to see. Please come talk to me. I'll be there. I'll be at the LCC booth. Come say hi. Come give a high five. You know, it would be great to talk to some of our our wonderful listeners and viewers. We really appreciated all the wonderful feedback and the great time that we got to spend with people last year at the um, Antichrist and His Ruin conference, the Church at War conference. It was really, really quite a a, a wonderful time. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, Andrew, continued blessings on you and your wife and your family as you anticipate the deliverance of of these twins and. you know, I hope the the conference there in uh, the East Coast goes well as well, and your session is good. Um, and we just hope that everybody uh, it continues to stand firm on the foundation that Christ is King, and out of that foundation continues to fight forward for His glory in our nation. And that is our call to each and every one of you. As we say at the end of every program, Galatians 5.1. See you next time. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.